Calvary Church presents Lead to Serve, a leadership podcast with Ed Taylor. Hey, welcome again to today's episode of Lead to Serve. It's episode number 303, and we're learning about how to serve better, lead better, uh, be used to the Lord. I mean, that isn't the, isn't it neat just to be reminded right at the outset that all the pressure is off of us? I know the world places pressure, and I know people place pressure, and I know we put pressure on ourselves, but the pressure is off because the church belongs to Jesus, and we get to serve him. He's the chief shepherd, and as we abide in him and draw our strength from his resources, and we draw our wisdom from his resources, and we ask for help from him, he will give it, and we will bear fruit out of our abiding relationship with the Lord. So the podcast, we started a few years ago to talk about how we can just have this conversation, really. I know it's a one way with the podcast, but listening through the podcast, you might have questions that come up. You might have notes you want to take, and you can always contact me, 720-608-0012. Text me there, 720-608-0012, or email me, ed at edtaylor.org. And we'll connect. I'd love to serve you, love to pray with you, love to pray for you. Uh, and even as we launch out, please leave a review, a positive review, wherever you're getting this podcast. It helps to make it more available, more reachable. It changes the algorithms or whatever. If you got a negative review, talk to me personally. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback so that we can grow in grace. And basically, the podcast is is it's modeled after our discipleship meetings here at Calvary Church. I've been a pastor here now almost twenty two years, and this is these are the topics we talk about as pastors. These are the topics I share with. I'm a big whiteboard uh, guy, so I like to pull a whiteboard out and have conversations and take notes and jot it down on a whiteboard. Uh, and these are the things we talk about. Uh, we we take a topic like like. Uh, as I'm recording this, I've already got planned tomorrow uh, for our our team meeting that we are going to talk about peacemaking, and that's the that that'll be the topic. And of course, we'll we'll go to Jesus' teaching on blessed are the peacemakers, and I have a video that I want to show them, and then we're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about the good, the bad, the easy, the hard, the ups and downs, especially in this divisive time. Uh, that we're in more divided than I've ever seen before. So the podcast, this lead to serve podcast it, is like you're sitting in on our discipleship or you're, or I, I kind of view you as sitting across the table from me here at my desk and let's just talk ministry. Uh, and this season we're going through a resource we just developed here. Uh, we put it into book form. We called the book is entitled sure and steady. And we're going to go through each of the points, each of the points in this book are points that we've gone through and we repetitively go through as we're discipling and building up the saints here uh, at Calvary. And finally, we were able to collaboratively have one last meeting as a pastoral team. We went through and edited them and put them together. And it's basically a small little paragraph that leads to discussion. And we're on the fourth point in the book right now, as we covered three last time. But it's it, and even as you're listening to the podcast as well, this could be a model for you on how to take a resource, whether it's this one or something else, and and lead a group or talk to the brother that you're raising up or to that new believer that needs to grow. Um, but I, I my heart is that I want to be a better leader 
And I know that I'll only be a better leader if I can learn how to serve Jesus better. Those two are interrelated. That's why we chose the name Lead to Serve. Those two are interrelated. A lot of people shoot after the leadership uh, part of the of ministry, but never deal on the inward man, the inward woman. And that's where it starts. You got to have that deep foundation with the Lord. Uh, you've got to have that deep sense of integrity. So as we go through, just a reminder, it, you'll hear the word pastor a lot. Don't dismiss yourself because of that. That You can use this applicationally. Uh, I think if if you could put it this way, we could have put this resource together and just said spiritual leader, and then a pastor would have more. But as you hear the word pastor, just consider yourself wherever you are, Sunday school teacher, elder, deacon, deaconess, uh, whether you're helping out in your church's bookstore or cafe or teaching the kids or out in the parking lot, whatever role you have, even, even applying these things at work, right? I mean, geez, this is the beautiful opportunity to display the love of Christ in the marketplace. And it's all applicable. So again, make sure you give me your feedback, ed at edtaylor.org, or you can go to my website, edtaylor.org. That's E-D-T-A-Y-L-O-R dot O-R-G. Email me through there or text me 720-608-0012. So here's our topic today, your personal life, your personal devotional life. A pastor or spiritual leader has a genuine, personal, devotional life. And you you hear carefully, we carefully worded that. I, di- I didn't say a pastor does his devotions, like it's an event. Like, okay, I did my devotions this morning. Okay, you know, sometimes it's even referred to as, you know, your Bible study, for putting a Bible, your study to put a Bible study together is not your devotions. True. You, you, as you're studying to give out, you have to first receive, right? But I'm not, I'm not, I'm going deeper than that. I think it's much deeper. I think you want to accelerate your spiritual leadership. Your life needs to be a devotional life, a devotional life. You could even say that we're expanding what it looks like to abide in Christ, but you, a a pastor, a spiritual leader, has a genuine, personal, devotional life. Why? Well, serving Jesus can be very difficult at times. Dealing with hardships and hard situations and personal attacks. And, you know, you think of all the things that that Paul went through. Uh, I mean, you you think of the, the depth of personal relationship that Paul went through and what he experienced. You know, he gives us a, a, a list uh, he gives us a list in Second Corinthians uh, chapter eleven. Uh, let me get there as I'm thinking about it. it just popped into my mind, uh, thinking of the list that he gave us. I, I want you to consider what our brother went through uh, in Second Corinthians. He lays it out uh, beginning in verse twenty-two in chapter eleven. He says, "Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I." Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, 
in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, sleeplessness often, hunger and thirst, fastings often, cold nakedness. Besides these other things, he says, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. So consider consider just for a moment that the list would never be a list if it didn't happen over time and that Paul didn't endure them when they occurred. Does that make sense? Like, So we read the list and go, wow, brother, you went through a lot. But I want you to think about it a little bit differently. Yes, wow, brother, you went through a lot, but he went through a lot over time. And then he endured one, got to the next one, endured two, got to the next three. He, some of them overlapped. Some of them. And so you you look at this and I don't have a list like this. I mean, I, I definitely have challenges in my life currently, even as I'm speaking right now. I have very difficult situations involving other people. Yes. I have difficult situations happening, known and unknown within our church family. Yeah. Uh, I've, you know, so I, I do have, if I listed out a few things, I think they would be super painful and hard. Yes. But not like this, at least not the entirety of my life right now. At least I couldn't remember to go, oh yeah, I had perils here, perils there. I mean, perils, not, not oops, somebody didn't like me kind of thing, but like your life was in danger. Your, your life was literally on the edge. Your, your mental stability, your emotional health, all the perils, perils, perils all over. You look everywhere, city, you know, he, he, he goes from the city to the wilderness, to the sea, false brethren, my own brethren. Oh. So, so, you know, Paul didn't endure this doing his Debo's, reading a Debo book, a one-page Debo book. He had a depth of devotion and relationship with the Lord, that personal abiding relationship. That's how you're going to make it. That's how you're going to get through your present situation right now. You're going to draw strength from the Lord. That's how, you know, just listening right now to this podcast, you're going to, the Lord is with you and you're going to get through this. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to give you wisdom. He's going to give you endurance. Uh, the Greek word hupomone. He's going to enable you with a supernatural power to in, to bear up under the weight and under the 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 under the um, under the heaviness of what you are currently experiencing. He's going to do that. He will, and he will as you grow in grace, as you receive the word, as you pray, as you enjoy as you worship, as you praise, as you receive, you must have and maintain a full, vibrant, increasingly life of devotion. We call it a devotional life, but you could also say that it's a life of devotion. Your energy, your strength, your spiritual vitality comes from your fellowship with the Lord, not through relationships with others. It's not through friendships. It's not through your pastor or those that you're hanging out with or serving with, your, those that you met in Bible college. Those all give good, you know, iron sharpens iron. The brothers and sisters are very valuable, very important. But you won't make it with their encouragement. You won't make it with their advice. Ask Job. You know, Job was in the most Christ, crisis point of his life and his friends came and made it worse. I don't know that they intended to do that. I don't mean that. But man, it was hard. It's hard for me, even after what I've uh, experienced with the loss of my son, 
uh, it, that some counsel or some people that I had trusted, nah, they, they made things worse. And it was hard, but how did we, how am I walking with the Lord today through all that we've endured or all that we're facing by the grace of God? It's real. He is real. There's no substitute for your continual abiding because he is our strength. Remember what, what Joshua was told? Joshua 1, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Why? So that you can observe to do according to all that's written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. This is vital that you're a man and woman of the word. Or that another way of saying that is that you read your Bible and pray every day. Simple enough, but super important. How about Psalm 1? It says, his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night. Personal devotional life or a life of devotion, which leads me to the next one. If you truly want to enhance your spiritual leadership, then you need to be personally teachable. Personally teachable. A pastor, a spiritual leader is always, in every way, teachable and moldable in his master's hands. You never stop learning. Can I say that again? You never stop learning. You never come to the place where you think you've arrived, where you are leaning on your own understanding, like, like the world. The world has the principle of climb the corporate ladder, and that's it. that's how you're going to make it. And you once you arrive at that certain position, then nobody can ever teach you anything, boss you around, or whatever. No, no, no. We regularly receive word from we regularly receive instruction from God's word. And let me add this: for those of you that are assistant pastors, those of you that are even senior pastors, this is a special, specific word, and that's this. You need to continually submit yourself to your pastor, receiving the word of God from him with your Bible open, taking notes, just like you always have. You, you, are, a, you are more than your position and title, right? You are a follower of Christ. And because you have a title, because you have a role, because you have a position, doesn't mean you don't learn anymore. It seems as if we need to go in deeper, right? The desire to receive the word is not only a great example to the congregation, but it's essential for your spiritual growth. And if you're no longer hearing Jesus from your pastor, then that's a problem. If you can no longer grow in grace and where God has placed you in ministry and service, that is a problem. Be careful not to think too highly of yourself. Be careful that you remember you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. And in a very real way, we're all replaceable. Watch out that you don't become so impressed with yourself. When someone praises you, take it and them to Jesus. And this is one of the ways that I have learned over the years when, because there can be false humility here, right? Somebody comes and says, thank you, pastor. That Bible study was one of the best I ever heard. It ministered to my heart, helped my marriage. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the ways that we can respond to that is we can say, uh, oh, you know, it wasn't me. Oh, no, it's all the Lord. And we could take that posture as if the Lord isn't using us, but he is. So I, I like to respond to that in saying, because I, I know it's got the ministry is 100% God, no doubt. But I also like to respond that, you know, isn't the Lord so good? I'm so glad the Bible study ministered to you. You know, I'm grateful that I can be a small part of the huge work that God's doing in your life. Thank you for your encouragement. 
And then we just go and pray and thank God for his ministry. But be careful because the more people praise you, the bigger head you get. And like my pastor, Jeff Johnson, used to say uh, at Calvary Chapel in Downey, California, he says, you know, when our heads get big, our heads get big. God has a pen where he knows how to pop it at just the time that we don't expect it. And he doesn't allow us. He doesn't share his glory. You want to be a better, effective servant. You remember God doesn't share his glory. It's not God in me. It's God using me. It's not God and me. He could get things done without me. I'm replaceable. When someone praises you, hey, and then also when somebody complains or criticizes, take it to the Lord and say, thank you. Um, I appreciate your input. But also wanting to grow in the grace of God and saying, okay, uh, that stung. (laughs) That didn't feel good, but I receive it and I'm going to pray over it. And then thank God daily that you get to serve him. It's important in your remaining teachable, you're never beyond being taught and learning and growing in grace. And we just have to learn how to die to ourselves. And a special attention needs to be paid to when we are defensive. Defensiveness is always one of those things where, you know, you just know when I'm defensive, uh, I'm, I'm not in a posture of learning. And something got me. It may be true or not. I have to sort it out before the Lord. But my defensiveness should always be a red flag to me. That if I'm getting hyper defensive and all upset and defending myself, then I'm resisting in some way the work of the Holy Spirit in my life that he wants to show me something. Again, it may be 100% true what they're saying. It may be 50% true. It may be 5% true. But defensiveness immediately presses away someone that God has allowed in my life to help me. Um, In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1, it says, whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. Proverbs 12, 1, that's the New King James. Again, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And listen, here's why God gave us the word. Doctrine, what is right. Reproof, what is wrong. Correction, how to make what's wrong right and instruction in righteousness, how to keep going right. Isn't that great? What's right, what's wrong, how to correct what's wrong, and then how to keep going in what is right. That's God's word. And God's going to use people. God's going to use situations. And if I don't remain teachable, I immediately become useless in the hands of the Lord. Do you agree with that? Maybe email me, text me. Do you agree with that? Is this an area of your life? Like, I mean, I, I'm picturing, I remember doing this with the team and, and like just really emphasizing, guys, if we think we've arrived, that's the beginning of the end. We, arrive, we, we don't arrive until we're in the presence of the Lord. That's arriving. Until then, we are learning, growing, what Peter said, adding to our faith, growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, and you got to remain personally teachable. Which leads us to our final point just for our podcast today, and that is your personal prayer life. You see how these all go together? Your personal prayer life. A pastor has a vibrant prayer life. A spiritual leader prays. This is the great sin of the church. It's my great sin, my prayerlessness. I have to say that some seasons of my life, I've been more prayerful than others. And I need to grow in this area, and I want to grow in this area. My prayer life directly affects my behavior, 
without my spiritual weapon of prayer, I just won't make it. You, you won't make it. Without prayer, we're not going to make it. You go, well, Ed, you know, I've been making it this far. I, I know, but man, there's so much more for you in the Lord. There's so much more for me. If you don't have a prayer life, repent and start over and just humble yourself right now. Pray for yourself. Pray for your family. Pray for your church. Pray for your pastor. Pray for everything. A pastor's growing, a spiritual leader's personal prayer life that's ever growing is essential and non-negotiable. Without a growing, abiding prayer life, it's only a matter of time before you're found out or before many are hurt and you have a sinful blowout that causes great harm. You can see how these were all connected together as we talked about integrity last time and character. Your integrity and character is directly related to your prayer life. Because in that secret place, the Holy Spirit does business with us. We, we, are, we are exposed before the Lord in our personal prayer life. It, it's, you know, I, I think it's good to be reminded that God will never stop loving us. But through disobedience and sin, we could put our pla- ourselves in a place where we're not enjoying his love. Not reciprocating it. So just beware of the sin of compromise and prayerlessness. You know, remember what Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And how much more for the spiritual leader, how much more for the servant of God that we we need to, to grow in our desire to pray. Maybe even after the podcast ends today in just a few minutes that you just spend some time in prayer. The the simple things in our personal walk with the Lord is what makes profound differences in the body of Christ. You, You read through the book of Acts, you just see how much they were praying together and how much God acted upon those prayers. I mean, even to the point I was doing my devos recently in Acts, because I'm teaching, we're teaching through the book of Acts here at Calvary, uh, Calvary Church. Uh, we're in Aurora, Colorado, and we're just, I, I just feel like in the season that we're in right now, we need to be the church. What does the church look like? And I was doing my devos and in, in, in my morning devos in Acts, and I was just shocked again that through prayer, God broke Peter out of jail. Like, that's in the Bible. I, that's kind of a phrase I've been using lately. I'm like, that's in the Bible. I mean, he broke him out of jail by prayer. And we could all pray more, and we should pray more, especially those that are leaders. Let the Lord just convict you right now where needed that you're, of your prayerlessness. James 5 says, confess, in verse 16, says, confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another so you can be healed. Why? The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Or you, therefore, my son, 2 Timothy 2, 1, be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. This is the tapping into the grace of God. The enjoyment of receiving that which we don't deserve comes through prayer. God really wants to bless you and bless your ministry and and that your ministry and life bear an abundance of fruit. So let him bless you. Receive it through your pure and godly life, so that he can entrust you with more. Be faithful so that you can receive more. Tap into the resources of the knowledge and wisdom of God through prayer. One of the things I like to do is pray with a Bible open. Uh, You know, prayer is not just me sitting down um, on my knees, you know, dear God and Heavenly Father, 
I'm pr- I, I'm trying to develop, and I think I have to to a great degree a regular language of prayer, just talking to him because he's with me, talking to him when I'm driving, talking when I'm washing the car, talking to him as I'm walking into the kitchen. Lord, just bless that. Or somebody pops into my mind, would you just bless them? I just got a text right now during this podcast of a young girl that they found more tumors in her little cancer-ridden body. And I just prayed for her. And I just prayed real quickly for her and John, her dad, uh, as they get more treatment. And, you know, poor little Madeline, it's just been one battle, one battle, one battle. And I just prayed with her real quickly, um, just saying, Lord, bless her, um, heal her, strengthen her, uh, and let him bless you. Stay broken, stay humble, stay obedient to the Lord. Be willing to do whatever it takes to get back to that place of abiding in him. And I know the Lord will bless you. Um, You know, as we've steadied on into this third season, I just feel like the Lord is uh, developing a deeper foundation for his church today to reach the lost. I believe that he is dealing with the world and shaking out the church and preparing us so that we might be more usable. And I I pray that into your life right now. I pray that God, let me pray right now. Father, I pray for a sense of more usefulness and openness among your people, pastors, leaders, wives, families, our servants, those that are just wading into the waters of service. What a privilege to serve you. And I pray that we would receive your encouragement and exhortation to grow in your grace. And I pray that in Jesus' name. So thanks for joining me this episode. I hope you're enjoying this new uh, season, like just what God is doing, talking to us. I mean, already, and I, I'm, I'm thinking of it myself, and I'm like, wow, Lord, thank you for ministering to me on this topic of prayer. Thank you. Uh, I want to grow. I want to be more usable. So make sure you leave a review. Uh, on the podcast, you know, service provider you use. It helps get the word out. This is Lead to Serve. My name is Pastor Ed Taylor. I pastor here at Calvary Church. You can connect with me through edtaylor.org or text me 720-608-0012. Of course, our church website is calvaryco.church. Our name of our church is Calvary Church here in Aurora, Colorado, Calvary Chapel. Pray for us. Pass this on, forward this on to someone. If you need someone to pray with you, ask, answer any questions, or just talk it out. Uh, call me, text me, email me. I'd love to serve you. Uh, I'd love to encourage you in the Lord. I'd love to be encouraged by you through the iron sharpening of iron. So God bless you. Until next time, this is Lead to Serve with Pastor Ed. See you then. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead to Serve with Pastor Ed Taylor a leadership podcast from Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. If you have a leadership question you want to hear answered on a future Lead to Serve podcast, please email it to pastored at calvaryco.church. And if you like our podcast, please subscribe, rate, or review us on iTunes and share us with your friends on social media. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on the Lead to Serve podcast.